Welcome to Garden Thoughts. On this podcast, I talk about different ideas, concepts, and perspectives. I want to explore the brain in different ways and tap into the untapped areas of the mind. Invest in yourselves and think on your own. Have some fun and enjoy. Hey guys, so this is, uh, um, it's been a while since we've done an episode here on Garden Thoughts, so it's actually been over um, a year. Um, so it, this one, this one's really awesome. We, you know, we rip into it um, right off the bat. Um, again, so this is going to be um, with a, a newer friend. His name's Cooper Strand. Uh, Cooper Strand. So he's he's a, he's a real cool guy. He's very genuine, um, down to earth. But he's he's got a lot of a lot of ambition uh, field within him. So. This is a really good one um, for different, a lot of different golden nuggets taken out of this one, different pieces and tidbits, um, a lot of you know self-help, um, business-wise, um, financially, um, a lot of different I- ideas are explored, different perspectives, and some um, really big realizations uh, came through this one. So I hope you guys enjoy uh, the episode, and we'll let it roll here. All right, and we're back. Uh, back to the garden thoughts. So it's been a while. Uh, it's been about what, probably over a year, like I was saying. Um, and well, it's good to be back. It's kind of um, home familiar to be back here just talking. And very, very excited um, to share share this conversation with you guys. So we got uh, Cooper Strand here. So I met Cooper uh, through Cutco, actually. Um, we uh, we kind of met through there and just our you know, different you know, experiences, different interests, hobbies, things like that kind of paired us together. But um, I just let's just dive right into it. So Cooper, just so the audience, anybody listening to, you know, the three people out there listening, um, what's uh, what's a little bit about you that you can kind of just give um, context for yourself for the people listening? And so, you know, things of upbringing in the past, um, things you're currently doing right now, what's sparking your interest, what's grabbing your attention? And then for future wise, what's like your vision? What's your kind of thing leading forward? Yeah, so uh, I'd say growing up, I was always a sports fanatic. Um, it's something I always trained for. I actually ended up, I got a personal trainer when I was in seventh grade, had him for a couple of years, and I just, I went all out through high school. Wait, you um, had a trainer in seventh grade? I did, yep. And um, that was, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it was just a passion of mine. I wanted to be the best I could be. I've always had that drive in me. Um, and through high school, I ended up, with a lot of injuries and with that I guess I was trying to find out why (laughs) like why was this happening to me um what could I have done differently things like that I'm just like all this work I'd put in previously I just kept getting set back set back and I was finally like well finally led me on the path of wanting to become a physical therapist um just with all the injuries I had had and then I ended up going to college uh, right afterwards um, at MSUM um, in Moorhead. And I had played football that year. That was the COVID year. We didn't have any games. I got hurt again, had a second surgery and didn't like school. I did found out I didn't want to become a physical therapist. I was done with football. I, I really just left the sports world in the past. It was one of one of the toughest decisions I'd ever made because that was just that had been my whole life. Right. Um, like you were just so engulfed in that to now it's like, all right, that's what I'm leaving. That's what, you know, became comfortable for you. 
Yes, that's that's exactly it. And I guess it was really one of the talks that I had with a uh, um, my past linebacker coach in high school, and I finally talked to him. He had that he went down that same road where he was an all-state linebacker in um, in high school, so we had very many similarities. Um, that's it was the same for me in high school or my senior year, and uh, and then he ended up quitting football his his first year in college. He just it wasn't the same for him anymore. He didn't like it. He didn't even like college either. So yeah, and I ended up leaving. And really, um, we had a good talk. And he and the biggest thing that that got me was he's like, at this point, he's like, are you doing it for yourself? Or are you doing it for others? And I just I guess at that point, I didn't really want to disappoint anybody with all the injuries I had. Um, at that point, I was really more so playing for others. So we left that. Um, then summer came around. I was going back to my summer landscaping job. I had the opportunity for Cutco. It was just this for I knew what it was. It was just this online job that I was going to do part time, um, make a little extra cash in the summer, do it in the evenings, whatever. And come to find out, it was selling knives, and I had to start out doing <laughs> it with friends and family. I'm like, all right. So yeah. about all of this is not up my alley, but I guess I was going to give it a shot anyway. Why? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> right. And, <laughs> I think a lot of people, yeah, for people familiar with that, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like selling knives. Never thought I'd sell. Um, and now having to call all my friends and family. I'm like, oh, okay. So I did that. Uh, first weekend ended up selling about $6,000. And I was like, okay, I got to keep doing this. I want to win this fast start prizes, so I took a couple of days off of landscaping, and uh, we kept going with it a little bit. And um, that was kind of when I decided, like, hey, I think I had this marketing sales job that I want to continue to pursue. Ended up doing that full time. <laughs> that, that next week, left my landscaping job, yeah. and um, that next weekend, I also sold another six k and ended up, you know, first ten days. Uh, 10-day fast start contest, what right. we called it, uh, sold 15, 15 and a half K. And that was really what sparked my journey with that. Uh, did it throughout the whole summer. I was able to be the number one rep in the division over the summer, selling just short, just shy of 50 K. And wow. um, I guess it was kind of at that point where I was like, there's more to life than sports there's more to life like there's there's so many opportunities out there other than just like go to go to school yeah is that when you do did, your did you ever thing. feel like you had like an awakening kind of thing like of just like clarity throughout like different life like that like of finding this extra like new pocket that you weren't either previously aware of you or you haven't tapped into yet yeah i'd say that was more my entrepreneurial mindset and i think that's always why i did well with school because I was, I was driven. I wanted to do well in whatever I did. Um, but it was hard for me to stay motivated because it wasn't something I liked. Mm. And so I, like, I couldn't find a purpose behind it. That was, that was one of the biggest things for me is I always have to have a purpose behind something. Otherwise, I'm not going to do my 100% um, with whatever it is. Right. So with school, I really, I just, what do I got to do to get my A? And... Sometimes it was, you know, I was A and B student, but right. it was, you know, 
it wasn't always like, oh, fucking cheetah, just copy this homework, whatever, here and there to get an A, <laughs> like I was going to do it, because I didn't have a purpose sure. as behind why sure. I was learning this. Yeah. And and that's where I was like, I was like, well, if I get into college and I'm going for something I want to go for and taking classes for that, I think I'll like it. I still hated it. And I was like, that's when I'm like, why? Why, why do I not like it? And yeah, I'd say Cutco really awakened me, um, showed the other opportunities that were out there and what you could do um, to find out that that job, you know, had the opportunities to make more money than anything else out there I could at this age. I'm like, well, I don't really want that. So I guess that was kind of my, that was kind of my awakening. I'd say probably by midsummer, I was like, I'm going to just keep running with this. I'm not going back to college anymore. I'm dropping out. Um, I'm, I'm just going to see where this takes me because it was at that point where I'm like, if you just work hard, if you, you don't need college to succeed. Um, and unless, you know, for me, I guess, if you're in sports, like, great. If you love it. I know you're in sports. You're a two-sport athlete. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome, and and for me, if I would have never gotten hurt, if I would have, I would have probably kept going with it. But it was just with everything that that happened. I guess once football left, it was like for me almost no reason to go to school. I think I almost felt like I was going to school. Yeah. For football, like sure. No, dude. I and, yeah. For that for that part too, like college part. Um. Like I I've said this before, but like if I like didn't do any sports at all, like if I didn't do baseball or football, like I don't know if I would go to college just because of like, obviously like as time goes on, like obviously the, the, the price of college is increasing, but like the, the meaning or the, the worth put behind like the actual degree is decreasing. Like there's so many now new, you know, not just new places, but places in general businesses where, you know, they're not having that same requirement of you having to do this. Granted, like, Definitely, you should go to college if you yeah. are becoming like a doctor or you're actually getting like technical skills that you're trying to, that you need to apply to what you're going through. But like, you know, if there's if you're going to like business or things like that, obviously there's certain things that you do need to understand and learn. College is a plat one platform that can give you value. I mean, there's now obviously with a bunch of different platforms, YouTube, podcasts, you know, just reading the different books. Like, there's a lot of self help that you can just do individually personally that you know has quite a bit of value i mean harvard has their own free you know just online version of the, like their classes that you can take so I, that I it's just like it's changing <laughs> yeah dude it's it's changing um and that's yeah that's awesome i like how you put it it's it's a platform and and that's exactly what it is and for me i looked at it like um cutco offered me the chance for real world experience uh now I, I'm next summer, I'm going to run my own branch office and, and see what happens after that. But I was like, what better way to get business experience than to actually go run my own office, go recruit, um, run the interviews, train people in, and, um, and I guess just do that side of things like an actual real world experience for a summer while making money instead of learning how to do it through paper right giving up money right and and now is kind of the realization i had now if that's how people learn and that's how people like to learn like i'm not 
trying to tell anybody like you yeah. don't have like don't go to college um but for me i guess it's just trying to like make people aware that there are other options if that's not what you like or if that's not what you enjoy i guess for me i've always if i'm getting into business i'd rather learn from somebody who's succeeding at the highest level with it than someone who learned it is now trying to teach others sure and that's kind of the yeah, I agree. I mean, that's totally I guess, fair. Yeah. Right? So, so what? What's it? So yeah. So and then back to yourself too. What is like? So right now, um, currently doing, you know, Cutco, opening up a branch next this summer. Yeah. So this summer, and then so what we when we've talked, you know, obviously before different things that you know kind of you're involved in interest peak wise and tension grabbers, but what's um what are those other like um different pieces to your life that you're kind of exploring now, uh, whether it's entrepreneurial or the bigger interests that you got? So I've kind of come to find this past year that I have this underlying passion for marketing. Um, it's just never really exploited yet because I've never really came in contact with it, I guess. Mm. And once I was, I'll kind of start here actually. I first was trying to find my purpose and what I could make a big difference with. And I, I originally thought it was fitness because I, I just love fitness. I love everything about it between working out, nutrition. Uh, I'm just hardcore on all that. But as soon as I tried to take that into the business world, I started to hate it. And that's when I kind of had my first realization that I couldn't make any of my hobbies a business. Oh, okay. So you're, when you're saying, so like marketing was a first initially a hobby for you. And then once you, so marketing never was, this is kind of before I got into the realm of marketing Yeah, is when I tried taking my fitness stuff and wanting to make that into my business model. Mm. Cause I always knew I wanted to have my own business and start something in the business world. And I'm like, Oh, well I love fitness. So let's take that to the business world, whether that be training, online training, um, coaching, whatever it may be. Um, but as soon as I tried to take that into that world, I started to not enjoy it because I was everything I was trying to do. I was like, how can I monetize? How can I monetize? How can I, how can I get it out there? What do I got to do now? And like, as I'm working out now, I'm trying to figure out what can I do? I'm trying to set, set stuff up, taking videos, doing all this. And after about, after like, probably I'd say a month of doing that, I'm like, holy crap, like I get up now and don't look forward to go to the gym because mm. I was once a hobby, now I'm stressing about it. And that's what I once used to relieve my stress. Right. Is that, that's, dude, that's huge. I think that's really big. A lot of, uh, for anybody listening, I think, hopefully you picked up on that just because of like having the, I mean, obviously, first of all, having the self-awareness of like, this is what is happening and just understanding why the thing that you used to love now, it's something that you don't even look forward to. Um, but by changing that, by trying to monetize, trying to put it in a business system, um, what's, uh, why, why do you think um, that currently is like, is that just like added pressure or added stress? Like for trying to like make sure it's more successful and now you're putting the pressure on yourself of, I want this to grow. I want this to be really good rather than just like, you know, before you try to monetize like, Oh, this is, this is awesome to just try to, you know, work out, you know, be, you know, better at fitness, things like that. 
Yeah, and it just kind of, it was something where, um, I guess, it's really hard to explain. Um, I, I've tried to explain this to a lot of people, and because I know a lot of people have taken their hobbies and going and taking them into businesses like that. Um, but I guarantee, I know I've talked to one other person who does have a similar mindset with me of, of just like, it was once my, really, that was a me thing. It was something I did for myself. I've always done, I've always worked out for myself. And I've always kind of said this, there's a lot of people who work out for other people to try and please other people and want other others like opinions and want them like they go work out for a month but nobody tells them anything like hey like i've noticed you've lost a bunch of weight if nobody tells them anything like that they get super down because they're doing it for other people whether for me that that working out fitness nutrition it's always been something that i've done for myself and i was like even my roommates noticed me once like why do you, do you always wear like sweats on purpose that, that are bigger and baggy? I'm like, I used to wear stuff that was tighter. And then I got to the point where it's, it's once you find out, once you have the realization that you're doing it for yourself and not others is when you become completely unstoppable because there's nothing that can bring you down anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, go deep, go deeper in that. Go deep in that. What do you mean by that? So it's really... Because um, I understand what you're saying, but I just want I just want to touch on it. People are always so um, react off other people's opinions, and you're always gonna have haters, no matter what you do. Once you start getting progress, actual progress, you're gonna have haters, whether that be just a few or a lot. I don't know, but they're always gonna be there, no matter what you do. When you start having progress, and so when you're doing it for other people. And you have those haters. Once those haters come, once you start making enough progress, um, you're going to start listening to them and reacting off of them. Whether when I'm when I'm doing it for myself, having haters doesn't affect me because I know who I'm actually doing it for, and their opinion doesn't matter to me. Um, so I guess that's kind of the that's kind of the big thing with it is is once you realize you're doing it for yourself. Right. You, you react off your own opinions of yourself and not off the reaction of those haters. Others. So yeah. the, the inwardness of it, of like, it's, it's very inward focus. But so like, obviously it's kind of, it just reminds me of, so like sometimes I listen to Gary Vee on the things he says, and it's the ability to block out the booing as you're going, whether it's even within your own family, whether it's, you know, some random person that you've never met, you know, messaging a comment or whatever it may be to then also not hearing the cheering of when you are having success because like when you're so like just inward focused on like I'm doing this for me and there's a deep purpose of why I'm doing what I want to do and there's a deep meaning behind that like that's a lot more powerful than even for the people that let's just say you know let's just say there's people out there that are you know exercising trying to train get bigger whatever it may be for the validation so they can then you know post something and then get people again people's opinion whether it's good or bad but I think it's really powerful having just that inward. It's just for me. Um, it's kind of even like for these, these podcasts. Like for me, I, I do this selfishly. Like I get a lot out of it. Like there's a huge energy that you get from this. And you, you'll see towards the end, you too, you'll you'll be a little bit tired here. It's a 
pretty big mental energy that you're going through here and talking through you know, these deeper concepts, but having that deeper pers- purpose of why, but not only having that on top of the fact of it's for me and having that self-satisfaction that then goes, goes about and that kind of travels throughout there. Yeah, that's, I like that too. And um, that's kind of one of the reasons where I've geared towards just in the fitness world of wearing sweats all the time that might be um, a little bigger, but um, really it's just, I don't get any comments anymore. Like I don't get any comments negative or good because I just seem like a normal person. Mm. And so that's when I realized like, so what's your marketing side of the brain say to that? So, <laughs> yeah, that's where I want to build my social media more. That's, dude, that's, a, fine, that's a fine balance, though. I mean, again, because it's, it's... Yeah, and it's kind of for me, like, I, I've done the social media stuff on the fitness, and that's kind of like, that was part of my journey in learning that I didn't want to do that as the business. Um, I, I just, I probably will get back to it, um, but I want to make it more like this is just, something that gets posted with other stuff and not solely fitness and just be like, yeah, this is just a part of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe I can impact others' lives from just including that. But yeah, I guess. So how's all this, obviously what you're doing currently, right? With the the marketing, like getting your fitness again, that's kind of for you personally, but I think that benefits you when you do interact with others because you're able to satisfy yourself through that and kind of have almost that that calming effect of like, I know I have confidence within myself, I don't have to prove it to others kind of thing. So what, how's that lead into the future of like, again, just wanted to give a little bit context of, you know, picking your brain too, of what's your vision look like? Like obviously like with your, your meaning or your purpose, what does that translate into um, of your thoughts of your thinking of into the future what does that look like what does that embody yeah so first I'll, I'll go back just a little bit um kind of talking about how i first got in there and started enjoying marketing um yeah so marketing is what i really found really through a lot through grant cardone and then i got into russell brunson from there um and it was the first thing i found that I had a passion for, but couldn't really be done as a hobby, I guess. So it was that first thing I found that wasn't a hobby. I had a passion for and just made sense to build, go business with it because mm-hmm. I, I love business. Right. Anything business related, I'm like, that's what I want to do, but I don't know what I want to connect with it. And so once I found that passion for marketing, like I can sit down and read a marketing book all day long and I would probably pick it over the personal growth book. And now I still enjoy reading personal growth books, but right. like that's just how much I've grown. I had this passion for marketing. People talk about it with me, and I just go on and on and on. <laughs> um, I just I love it. I is that something you, like it's something that you found a, like like found a love, or is that something that you like kind of always had? But then like once you were exposed to it, you're like, oh, this is it. I think it was something I always had. It's really just the interest I had in it, and I was never exposed to it. It wasn't really until I started listening to Grant Cardone, and I never, I didn't really find Grant Cardone until this past year. Um, And he just talked about the importance of it. And once he went into detail about why you, like almost why you can't oversaturate the marketing, market and business, is when I really found that interest in it and wanted to like, just go into a deeper understanding of marketing. Mm. 
and that was that's one thing I'll say about marketing and why it can't go into that oversaturation like everything else. Um, just this is one thing I'll kind of throw on throw on there quick. And what really piqued my interest is yeah. obviously the business that businesses that do the best are the ones that market the best and get their product or service or whatever it is out to the marketplace because people are not just going to flock. It doesn't matter how good your product or service is. Um, there needs to be somebody to market it or nobody's going to find it. So it could be great, but if people don't know about it, yeah. it's no good. And that's where marketing comes into play. Now, why it can't get oversaturated is because let's say we have competition and we have a bunch of marketers that are, you know, helping this, all these businesses, mm -hmm. and now they overtake these other businesses. Well, now these businesses need help marketing to overcome those businesses. Right. When if they overcome those businesses, now they need help again because they're always trying to be the best. And that constantly leads to more marketing. Right. The competition so of it, yeah. really it's just almost unrealistic to think that yeah. there'll be an oversaturation of marketing because you can never market too much. <laughs> sure. Gotcha. Yeah, dude, marketing. I mean, that's like, so like, again, for my podcast sake, for like, again, I don't really try to market it too much. And that's by design, too. Of um, Even like the page that I showed you uh, on Instagram, like I don't you know, really tell people about that because I don't want them to just find it or, you know, listen to it, read it, listen, you know, whatever it is, share it just because like they know me, like I don't want to use that. I just want to use it for the actual, the genuine purpose of like, this might help or like give a better perspective or whatever it may be like podcast format. Like this, you know, maybe this kind of relates to one person and helps that one person of just kind of understanding either themselves or world a little bit better or like different resources like that. And so like, I feel like almost too, because if I put myself in like the the viewer's point of view or the listener's point of view, like if I find something like on my own, like there's a strong connection to that rather than being like, you have to listen to this or read this, like it's going to be sweet. Because then there's like, yeah, like everybody likes just having their own discoveries and like, like finding the things that they want. So if you try to like, I don't know, again, I'm not, um, haven't read much about marketing like you have, but. Is there, am I, am I onto something where like if people wanting to like explore or find something on their own, but like you can still market that, but then kind of be subtle about it. So this is kind of like my opinion on it is as you know, Grant Cardone markets everything everywhere all the time. Yeah. But it still feels like when I first found Grant Cardone that I found Grant Cardone. Oh, it's okay. just, yeah. it's just available in more places for people to discover. Sure. Is how I, is how I look at it. Mm hmm but they still feel like they discovered it. That's fair. Yeah. Cause um, you're, you're still, cause of what you're marketing is still the same things that you're embodying. Yeah. It's the same things. And it's like, I'm obviously don't know a whole lot about this yet as I um, haven't gone through all of Russell Brunson's books, but he talks about finding your dream customer and, and for that or a dream listener. So for the podcast, he was actually talking about this in his book of, Let's say for you, you're like, well, who do I want listening to this podcast? Who, who would I want to get it to? Obviously not everyone. Nobody's market should be everyone. Right. You got to hone in on what, who is your market. And so for you, you got to think like, 
okay, who would be the person and like write down, you, you know, like go down to his name, like just pretend name, name is John. And what are all the characteristics he would need to have to like benefit from this podcast? So every time you do a podcast now, you would, you would think, all right, what do I want to talk about on this next podcast? You think about your dream customer. Oh, well, what would John want? When he's listening, when he's driving to work, what would he want to listen to? And that's how you find your customer or find your listener and figure out what you want to continue talking about. So I think that's why I love marketing is that's kind of where I've started to find my purpose is helping other people find their purpose. Because in order to start a business, you got to have a purpose behind it. Yeah. And that's where people struggle to scale and expand is because they don't they don't know what their purpose is. And so marketing, first off, is what is your purpose of helping people? Because I would rather, first off, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever heard, if you help a million people, you'll make a million dollars. Right. So it all first comes out with what are you providing others? And the money will come. And so that's what marketing really is, is first, what is that purpose? How are you helping others? What is the reason behind what you're doing? And I get that passion behind it. And like, who is that dream customer is part of that passion of, yeah, my, this is my dream customer. This is exactly who I'm trying to help. All the characteristics, everything. This is exactly who I want to be trying to help. Mm-hmm. And then once you find that out, then the marketing becomes easy and you just get it out there. Yeah, true. So that's what I, that's what I love about right. it. And I feel like that's where I can have a purpose is helping other people find their purposes and then getting it out into the marketplace. Yeah, I, I think that's, I mean, you spoke beautifully about that, of how, you know, of laying that out. Um, that's, I mean, powerful, power thing, powerful thing to say um, of wanting to find or help them find or realize um, what their purpose is behind what they're doing. The classic Simon Sinek of the why, how, what, um, working from in to out. Um, and even, you know, really looking at this just like very presently and just absorbing all this of what you're, you've said, um, again, for like back to fitness for yourself, again, the things I've seen, um, like I've, I've seen like TikTok things or different social medias that you put out, different things like that. But when you're saying, again, it's all for learning, but also I'm doing that for myself and then branching from that. Like, I think that's, I mean, again, it's a lot of learning that comes about that. Well, let me just, I just want to change gears a little bit, or not change gears, but just pivot. Um, we kind of talked this last week when we first kind of spoke and that kind of triggered this whole conversation of wanting to, to do a podcast. Um, yeah. I've wanted to do a podcast for a while. And um, when we started talking, I was like, oh, dude, this is, we're just going to have an immense amount. And some, maybe that's a bad thing. We'll have too much to say or too many different avenues that we could <laughs> go down. But um, environment talking about environment this is something that is very um i'm very conscious about wanting to create the environment anywhere from um who is in the environment you know what is surrounding to what you're listening to what you're seeing what you're viewing through the phone you know tv things like that who you're interacting with what is your actual environment like is it positive everything about it. there's all aspects to it and i think for for me too and this is Thing I've been learning, obviously, as you grow older um, and you're now off, you know, from away from your parents' house, you're able to have a better perspective and now you, you're able to create 
um, your own environment. Like it's been something very important because it, for me, when I look at it, it's like it really tends to shape you in over time where like you don't realize until you take a second to step back, reflect and see the changes and the, the paths that are either taken for the better, or for the worse. But I'd love to hear so like environment because I know, too, we talked about where. And I hope you kind of talk about, too, where you were down in Florida yep. and you had to make a huge decision. Like this is I mean, for me, like when I look at it, it's like this is a big time decision of like really like changing it, what the heck is going up. So I'd love to hear your perspective and we'll, we'll dig into it. You know, the people that you're with right now, um, by the way, I, you got a really good environment. At least it seems like from the outside looking in. It seems like a very good environment to be around, but just talk a little bit about that and give some context too. So, like you know, you started in Minnesota, right? You or you were born in Wisconsin, correct? I was grew up originally in Minnesota, northern Minnesota. Okay. Um, so went to Wisconsin. Then went to Wisconsin. Yeah, okay. and then went up to Moorhead for college. Right, and then that's when I took the. Once I dropped out, decided to be done with that. How old are you, by the way? Too nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, so yeah, give give context and just and you know, go through the environment stage of like, so after college dropping out and then you know what made you and it kind of talked about the things that you were doing down in Florida, and then ultimately the, the conversation we had earlier as well that we can tap into a little bit more. Yeah. So I like I like this topic environment. Um, it's something I've learned a lot about just recently, um, and it's also something when you look at the bigger picture of it. Uh, all of your beliefs growing up and what they are now when you first leave the house, I mean, all of your beliefs are stemmed upon really typically your parents. Uh, I mean, they raised you. Yeah, so there's two things that happen. Either you have the same beliefs as them or you oppose them and have the complete opposite, which typically it's the same beliefs. That's that's most common. Um, But that's when you got to look at it like, oh my gosh, if I surround myself with, like, if you didn't grow up in a good home, if I surround myself with a good good environment, like, I completely changed that. I I originally had the thought of, like, I had the strength to just change myself. And really, my original plan of going down to Florida, obviously, one, it was warm. I just wanted, I wanted to go try living down there. I'd never traveled much. I'd been to Florida a couple times before I moved down there, and I'm just like, I got to try this, see what the South is all about but also just go off on my own and find my limits. That was the ultimate goal. Um, On my way down, had no plans, ended up with a a friend down there for a little while, and I was going to actually put down an apartment. His dad was going to sublease an apartment to me. And I then kind of was like, wait, I wanted to go to Jacksonville. And so I went down there, applied for a sales job there, got it. It was kind of similar to a Cutco style, but not not the exact same. Um, and that's when I was like, now trying to find an, apport- an apartment in Jacksonville. Didn't have a whole lot of money. And so that didn't really work out. And I had two options. And that was, okay, well, I can just go back to, the town was Niceville, Florida, where my where my buddy was. Um, it was near near Destin, mm-hmm. and otherwise, 
my other option, which was this, like I had gotten back into Cutco when I went down there. I was down there for a few weeks and I had a pretty long conversation with Alex Funk. Um, he's a pilot manager for Cutco um, for the Minneapolis office. And you know Lil Funk, by the way. You got to look him up. He's a great dude. Yes, I agree. A um, lot, of, lot of successes and accomplishments, and he's only 21 years old. Crazy. Um, yeah. So I had a conversation with him, and that led to really him or just me having the opportunity to go move in with him. And so I had so, it back So you met mind. him through Cutco and that kind of group when you were down in Florida? Is that how that so originated? I knew Alex from the summer. Okay. Uh, I wasn't in the same office as, as him. I was in uh, the Stillwater office because I was a part of a branch. Yep. And, but I knew I had met Alex a few times over the summer. Um, mm-hmm. We knew of each other. And Heck, we met at Manny's. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we, we did. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but it was, I took a long break from Cutco after the summer and got back into it once I went down to Florida, which was about a month, month and a half ago. Uh, that was mid December, something like that. And, and yeah, so that week went by and it was really the two options at that point when I was in Jacksonville is go back to Niceville, get that sublease, work an hourly job, not really knowing what I'm going to do yet, or go sell Cutco again, go move in with Alex Funk and his roommates, which I knew were all... They Who were, are all the guys again? So it's Alex Funk, Juju, um, Jared Juju, Erickson. Jared Erickson. And is there one more? Swanee, we call him. Okay. Caleb Swan, yeah, Swenson. Um, then there's there's one other guy. His name is Adam. Okay. But he was there before we were, we were all there. And, and these guys, they just all have that same drive and that's just something I found with Cutco is anybody who's stuck with it for that long because they've been with all been with Cutco for multiple years now um, is that they just all had that same drive to be successful and really now I I made that choice I'm like okay if I'm gonna be running a branch that you know um, these are all people who've tried running a branch or have done run a branch. Alex Funk has ran a very successful branch. They've all sold more Cutco than me. Like, what better situation than to go there and, and do that? And after living there, I realized, like, oh my gosh, like you just don't find this opportunity as a 19-year-old to find other similar age guys who have that drive. And I honestly it was to a point where I didn't think it was possible to find people with that drive um, at this age. And so that really got me past a lot of barriers I've been with. I, I ended up moving back, been living with them now for, well, I'd say it's been about a month and a half, near a month and a half now. And I've just seen just a lot. Just over of, a year? Or you say a year, a month and a half? No, just a month and a half. Oh, it's just been a month yeah. and a half? Yep. Oh, shoot. This was, I this, thought you were there for a while. This Florida journey was like two okay. months ago. Wow. Yeah. So that's recent. This is very recent. Okay. Um, and I've, some clarity, yeah. I've seen a lot of changes already. Um, I guess that was, that was kind of this barrier I was trying to break. And it's now being around a bunch of guys who all are like listening to success podcasts. Like that's what they do. Um, they have routines. We all get up in peak state in the morning at 5 a.m. Uh, they all track their habits. 
And it's just being around that, it's so much easier for me to do it too. Whereas one, I was trying to do it off pure willpower and it's like, well, now I'm just almost expected to do it because everybody else does it, right? Yeah. Um, it's, the standard it's just, of it, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a standard of that house. So, you know, we have our standards that we do. And, um, it just makes it so much easier, I guess. Uh, and and that's kind of that's kind of for me. I was trying to get past this barrier that I had to really take it to the next step in my life. And I think moving back with them has has what's taken me past that barrier. And now there's so much room to still a lot grow. Of growth. Yeah. So okay, I'm curious too. What's a typical day look like? Like. <laughs> Cause like again, with an environment like that, you know, a bunch of dogs in there, like there's gotta be. I mean, for, for me too, like I, I'm a big routine guy. I'm sure there's quite a bit of different practices and routines put in place. Like you said, getting up at five. Um, average typical day. Walk me through it. Yeah. So for me, I'm, I mean, cu- I'm curious about it. We all <laughs> we all get up at five a.m. We peak state. Um, and then for me, next, I go through my habits, which, so I sit down and I write out my goals every single morning. And I do this, I'll get to the night where I do all these habits at night too. I write down all my goals. I check my finances. Um, I look at, or I, I do my devotions. And then I journal in the morning. Um, which that in, I do prompts, so that includes affirmations and stuff. And then, um, and then after that, I go or I do my visualization. So once I have those goals and everything in my head, I, I do a guided visualization and then I go work out. And then I come back, um, shower and get ready. And it's really, really to the office hop on champs clubs, make calls. If I have demos set up for throughout the day, I'll, I'll do demos. Um, I'll have some assistant manager work that I'm typically doing. So that, that kind of varies midday. If I have demos set up for the, throughout the whole day, great. Um, if not, I could make some phone calls to set up more demos. If it's, and then really if it's, uh, I'm getting to the point now where I'm also, if I have some extra free time throughout midday, um, I'll make phone calls as part of my side hustle that I've been working on with, um, with what's called link post blogging. And, and that, that has to do with some network marketing and, and affiliate programs that I'm, that I'm getting into, uh, believe it or not, it has to do with marketing. <laughs> um, and so I'll make phone calls with that, but really kind of something I found is I should either any time during the day I got to maximize phone calls and doing presentations when other people are available because me getting in contact with other people is how you're going to make the most connections and which leads to the most business. Right. And so during those hours, I try to maximize getting in contact with other people. And then once those hours are done, um, I'll do some other stuff like maybe, you know, do some of my blogging that I can do at any time. Yep. Those tasks that I can do at any time, mm-hmm. I'll do outside of calling hours. And then before I go to bed, I try to get to bed at about 10. At 9.30, I'll do my nightly habits, which is pretty much the same thing. I actually forgot one. Right now, I'm reading Grant Cardone's Millionaire Booklet. I'm reading a chapter every single morning till I become a millionaire. 
that's one of my habits until mm. I, um, so I'm reading a chapter of that every morning as part of my habits. But then yeah, at that's night, powerful. yeah, and uh, then at night I pretty much go through those same habits again. Um, at some point in the day, it's one of my habits to to read as well. Yep. So I have it just read one page. Something Alex Punk taught me is I was struggling doing the ten pages. And he said, make it one page and you'll end up reading 10 pages. It's really easy to pick up a book and just read one page when I know that's all I have to do. But once I start reading, I go on. And so that was that was a big thing he taught me. And then, yeah. And then at night, it's really just, and I have all those meals. I have meals set in stone. Do meal prep? I don't necessarily meal prep, but I know exactly what I'm eating for each meal. Okay. So it's it's really quick and easy meals that I make. Uh, um, in the morning, I have the same breakfast every single morning. It's peanut butter, honey, cinnamon toast. I've been doing that for for months now. Um, then I don't even think about what I have to make for breakfast. And then for lunch, it's always a fried egg sandwich with avocado. Yeah. And and then I have I swap between chicken and fish for for a midday meal, and it's. It's really, I just eat the same thing every sure. single day. It's right. easiest. <laughs> Getting that fitness um, journey. Yeah. Nutrition's huge. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that, that even ties into the environment, too. Like, environment for me is, like, anything you're attaching yourself to, anything you're uh, connected with, whether even it's what are you consuming, you know, again, both physically, you know, what are you drinking, eating, what are you listening to? Um, and obviously, like, again, I'm not – like your longtime friend that I've known you forever, right? I've known you for like about a month probably. Well, I met you at Manny's again. That was pre, that was the first time I met you this summer. Yeah. Um, for that dinner that we had there for our 10K fast start. And then um, kind of met you a little bit more through this winter, um, just through different Zoom meetings and like through Cutco. And then randomly gave you a call, just asking for a little bit of help on a, a specific uh, thing I was going through for, with Cutco. And then that's really where things started to blossom um, and a lot of ideas. And I was like, oh, shoot, like this dude's a lot of things are similar with like wanting the ambition of things and wanting to create. And it just again, just wanting to like me voice as well of like the the daily like habits that you're doing and the environment that you're surrounded by. Again, not huge. Um like longtime friends with any of the guys you're with, but the things I've been consistently hearing and like the things that I've just heard now are like, they're, they're really powerful and things because again, like you're like, if you listen to that one uh, podcast with El Elrod or Hal Elrod with the Miracle Morning, it sounds like you're kind of nice. taking a little bit from that. Um, again, trying to grow yourself in every aspect of life, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, um, different, you know, intellectually, um which is which is big time and then doing that over and over and creating those that visualization piece um and really growing into the thoughts so your actions are following your thoughts and things like that but that's does that kind of sound right yeah you know that sounds exactly right i've I've really honed in now on the in the fact that um what we think about is what we become and that's um if anybody wants to to hear more on that, uh, Alex showed me a, a YouTube video. It's it's called The Strangest Secrets Earl by Earl Nightingale. Yep. It's an incredible listen for anybody who wants to hear that. It's a, it's an old video, but it's cool. one, of, one of the greatest. Yeah. Um, and just really what he talks about is what you think about is what you become. 
becoming wealthy, rich is it's not anything complex. Sure. And it's really just yeah, it comes down to we are what we think about. But then also we're creatures of habit and I, I've started to find that I've I've always done meal planning where um, I go down to the macros because I've done, I've bulked, I've cut, I, I bulked all, really all of high school. I did some cutting, uh, not any huge cuts. Um, you know, being a linebacker, running back, I never had to deal with large cuts. It was always trying to get bigger, yeah. <laughs> um, especially then going into college, trying to get bigger. And I got up to about 200 pounds. And then as soon as I was done with football, I'm like, okay, like I've always had, I've always wanted the shredded, the shredded look. And here's a, here's a question I just want to pose. Why, why do all this? Why, why are these the things you want? Why do you want to become financially successful? Whether if that means for you, you know, being a millionaire or whatever it may be, why do you want um, to be fit, be shredded, things like that? Why? Do you want to grow yourself in a lot of different avenues of your life that you're able to tap into? And I'm not saying don't, but I'm just, as I agree with a lot of the things, everything you're saying with, I'm, I'm vibing with. Um, but why, why do you think that is? Why do you, why even like put yourself in those unco- on uh, uncomfortable situations and be vulnerable? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, Cause I, you could certainly not, you could certainly just be a, you know, right. sit on the couch, eat potato chips, watch Netflix all day. Oh, why would you want to push yourself? It's really in, really enjoyable in the present moment yeah binge watching a netflix show playing video games i used to play video games all the time <laughs> all the time right right and i i literally cold turkey did i i just i gave it up and um out of nowhere and it's probably been oh six months since i've touched my xbox mm-hmm. um yeah uh the biggest is it, one is it, is it the chase for Again, because you just said instead of like the of what's enjoyable now, of the vision of like what the future could be. Yeah, it's really having the, the pride in the, the enjoyment of accomplishment is kind of is what I found in that is. Yeah, obviously, it's being in our comfort zone is comforting, <laughs> yeah. but there's nothing there's no better feeling than the accomplishments that come with getting outside of your comfort zone. Um, you're gonna, it's something too where I look back on my favorite football memories with, you know, talking with other, one of my former, you know, my past or former teammates. Um, and it's our most enjoyable times are the times that actually sucked. If you look at it, we laugh about them now. Right. The times that sucked, the times we had that we got in trouble and had to do a bunch of conditioning and whatever. Those are the, those are the moments that we actually remember and we laugh about now. A hundred percent. And it's the same for same for what it's been in like these past six months and in, in my journey of um, really wanting to become successful is there's a lot of moments like I hated making phone calls. I don't exactly enjoy talking to people all day long. I'm an introvert. The more I talk to people, the more energy I lose, unless it's topics that I really enjoy. And knives happen to not be a topic that I truly like have a passion talking about all day long. So um, I lose energy from that all day long. Um, but it's really looking at the accomplishment of, yeah, that's like, there's a lot of things I didn't enjoy. Uh, networking, um, 
making phone calls and doing those presentations all day. Like they were all of those you can consider getting out of my comfort zone. But all of that was worth it for the accomplishment of being the number one rep over the summer in our division, being the number five rep in the nation. I look back on it now and I'm like, shoot, I wish I would have expanded my my comfort zone even more and have been the number one rep in the nation. Like I would like, I look back and I think like it would have been worth the pain um, to have that accomplishment. And, and for me, I just, I really don't want to, I don't want to sit, <laughs> I don't want to be 90 years old and look back and be like, man, this like, this is what I could have been. And this is where I'm at now. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm grinning right now. Just if people obviously listening, you can't see us, but I just was like, dude, that's huge. I've never, okay. So I've always kind of voiced that and I've never heard someone else say it like that. And then you just said exactly how I would say it. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. I, I, it's, so every time I, um, even go through like presentation sake on like Cutco, and like talk about myself goals wise. That's huge though. Cause like, so when I was younger, this is when it first clicked. And this is what, this is for a lot of things I've been doing as well. Um, so I saw this like comic thing, this little cartoon picture of basically this old man um, in his dying deathbed and all around him are ghosts and each ghost like represented of a thing he could have been. Like if you would have stayed six months longer, if you would have worked a little bit harder on this, you could have became this. You could have helped this person. You would have met this person. You actually would have created this whole system of this or this different environment. So it's like, you just don't know what might happen. And I can, I do, like, I feel like we're kind of clones here mindset wise, but um, of wanting to be everything you can for the sake of not wanting to have the regret when you are now at a position in your life well beyond you know, your young years and thinking, oh, I should have done, like, I wish I would have done that. Even if it was the wrong move, just take action on that and see what could have came throughout that. Because even if that first initial action is wrong, there's there's a, an abundantful different, you know, different things that can happen from that. Just yeah. having not, not having the regret of, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done more. Because it's always, I wish I would have done more. It's not, even if you had a really bad experience, I wish that wouldn't have happened. Typically, it's not the case. At least for the, yeah. the people I've been talking, it's always like, I wish I would have done a little bit more. And then it would have changed the whole direction of different things. Yeah, I, I completely agree on that. And, and talking about that, um, of something happening where you tried something and it didn't work out, you don't regret that. Like for me, I um, like trying football for a year. Like I can look at it like, oh, I just blew $15,000 and I got nothing out of it because I played football for a year, went to college for one year, paid 15 grand. And now I got nothing out of that because um, I dropped out. I guess I've never regretted it because I knew that I would have regretted not trying football. Mm -hmm. So you are never going to regret the, the things that you try, even if you fail at them. It's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, I, I personally believe um, trying to, I had a thought in my head that's not there anymore. But 
Um, that's right. Shoot. Yeah. Um, no, anyway, but yeah, dude, that's that's it's huge of like, dude, again, like, uh, I got like goosebumps when you just said that because again, I've never heard it the way it was just described as I typically describe it myself. And I was like, wow. Um, it's just, it's again, surreal. It's again, surreal it, it, to put this all in, you know, fruition here. It's like we met a month ago, officially, I would say. Yeah. We had a 30 minute phone call and now you know, it's like, it's just a very like quick and a lot, like, again, there hasn't been a lot of physical time like that we've like been able to connect or whatever. But there's been a lot of, within that, there's been very limited, like, wasted, like, words and thoughts being talked about. It's not just, like, the weather. It's It's been very intentional and deliberate with, like, the things we've been talking about. And, like, the things we're talking about are very, like, powerful and very um, descriptive. With the, again, it kind of revolves with, like, how do I better myself? How do I become better? And what does that, what does that even look like? All facets of life and different different avenues from there. What can this lead me to? What different opportunities and possibilities can I create from this? Yeah, that's just it. And you talking about that now, I'm kind of <laughs> that thoughts coming back to me. Um, first off, is uh, we talked about, or you talked about being like us being like clones of each other here in the sense of our <laughs> minds. Uh, yeah, I there's not many people that I can sit down and talk to like this um, and not lose energy from unless they have those same passions as as I do and. Uh, so the fact that I can go on and on like this um, with you, yeah, that speaks a lot of of how of how similar we really are. Um, but really, uh, going back again a little bit to why I want to be successful financially. Yeah. Um, obviously, it, it all starts with like, man, I want to make some money. <laughs> like, there's there's definitely that that's always there, but that can't be the mon- main motivation, or you're gonna hit so many walls that you're not gonna be able to overcome. Um, I guess being successfully financially gives you the power of choice. And that's really being financially free. So it's not chasing money, I'm chasing the power of choice. Um, and and with that as well, is, is I read, <laughs> I'm reading Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. If anybody has never heard of that book and likes to read, uh, I very much recommend that Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. He talks about how we give sympathy, you know, as just society, societal norms. When somebody's poor, doesn't have a lot of money, we have sympathy towards them. But we despise the rich. That doesn't make any sense. So we feel sorry for not having enough money. But once you get enough money, we despise you. Um, that, okay, <laughs> right. That that doesn't really make sense. But yet everybody wants everybody wants to have a lot of money deep down. Yet they despise the rich. So really, how I look at that and and how he puts it in Secrets of the Millionaire Mind is, um, you got to admire those people if you want to become them. First off, mm-hmm. um, it's really easy to despise them because. Just because what happens is is you realize that you're not willing to do what it takes, and um, then you despise them. Just you can start thinking like, oh, they well they have this and that. And it's like, well, no, they a lot of them came from nothing, right? And so 
think a lot of it just the outside looking in perspective. Yeah. And, and not a lot having of, a full understanding. Like most of them, like The Rock in, in his low 20s had $7 in his pocket. Right. It's there's so many of them came from nothing and just worked so hard to, you know, Steve Harvey, he was homeless, ate out of garbage cans for multiple years. Yeah. Like you would have never thought. But we look at that end journey, we don't see all the things that happened in between, and then we despise them because we think that they just were gifted that. Um, it's easy to think that in fitness, too, to see somebody like, oh, my gosh, like that guy is full of himself, whatever. It's like once you start admiring and being like, man, I'm glad that person got there, that's when everything changes for you. Because if you, if you would, if I admire them and I'm like, man, like that guy's got it going. Like, I want to, you know, I want to be like that or like good for him. Like if, if I think that way, well, then I'm automatically going to want to be like that and want to, want to chase that. But if you despise something, if you despise the rich deep down, I mean, everybody knows that it would be nice to have a lot of money more so for financial freedom and that power of choice. Right. Ultimately, for the power of choice. Yes. Ultimately, I think that's what it comes down to. Um, now, some people are different. But when you despise the rich, well, guess what? Then you're never going to be rich because you're never going to chase something that you despise. Sure. What about for the people that, like, they, you know, they don't despise, but they are, like, again, so they're on, you know, a farther along track of, like, okay, now, like, I admire that person. I'm going, I'm going about that. And just, I think that... You would you would agree? So you're saying it's it's then that's the first initial step. I'm that's the my, the mindset of it. That's the first initial step. Yeah, you got to know too. Like just because I'm doing that doesn't mean I'm immediately going to become rich. No. It's it's now understanding the process that comes with it. You now are aware of the process that comes with it and what you got to be willing to do to get there. Um, because yeah, hard work works. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. And so many of them say that, and that's what they did. You find so many successful people that really aren't all that smart. They just work harder than everybody else, put in more effort. And the things that they don't know now, they have somebody doing it for them. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. When I, when I look is. at like financial, like wanting to grow financially too, like for me, similar to choice, it's really for two reasons. Um, wanting independence and wanting freedom wanting to be able to do what i want with who i want where i want how i want however long i want right the whole the control aspect of that having yep. a choice what do i want to do being able to be self-sufficient and like not being able or being or having to be dependable on another person or another thing or whatever it may be but just having again it, it, you're, you're, you're really, I think that's right with, with choice, wanting it to boil down to choice and, you know, helping, um, you know, whether it's your parents, um, your family, your future, setting up for a future family, um, future generations, maybe you haven't had the best, um, if you look at your family history line, maybe it hasn't been the best financially, but how can you be then the one to pivot that and change the direction of the course? Yeah. And that comes, that comes a hundred percent with environment. Um, in order to, to pivot that and change that, you got to now surround you got to now surround yourself with people who have. Right. Um, and and before I I kind of want to talk a little bit on mentorship, but before that, one last thing about becoming successful is a lot of people find that 
people are like, if I say I want to be successful, there's a good amount of people that will find that as arrogant. When in reality, I could say the opposite. Because if I have a good product or service that I provide, but I'm middle class because um, I'm not taking that elsewhere, I'm not making it big, well, well, now I'm preventing people from getting a good product or service that they could need that would benefit their lives. So you could almost say it the opposite way around as me becoming financially successful in reality is helping a lot more people. Right. And I also now have, you also now have the power of raising money for charity and giving money and doing this and that. And so I guess that's just something where it's all on. I've heard this line once and I really like it. Money just makes you more of who you really are. Mm, yep. So if you're, yep. if you're like a thief and, and whatever, and you're just not nice, when you get money, you're just, you're going to be more of like, if you're, yeah. I, well, I, I heard, heard this from Jim like, Rohn, right? Where it's like, you, yeah, just take, take. I heard it. It was on a Grant Cardone sure. growth conference. Somebody said it on there. Yeah, quite frequently talked about. But it's just one of those things where, like, it, it just really expands who you really are. So, like, if you gave a lot of charity, like, when you have a day, just imagine what you do, like, when you do have money. Yeah. More, you're tapping more into that. If you always tried to scam people and you didn't have really anything, what do you think you're going to do when you have more resources more to resources. make that available? Like, yeah, you're just going to scam more people. Where if, yeah, if you're generous when you're poor, uh, you're just gonna be more generous when you're when you're rich. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think when you realize that, it changes everything. Yeah. And and once I realized that is when I when I really started to look at myself and I'm like, okay, who am I? And and that's when I found out that I needed to find a purpose. And um, I think. What is your purpose? If you don't mind me it's asking. For me, it's it's something that I've been trying to find as of late. Because is it like a mission? It's more so like I found I like marketing and obviously I wanted to make money and and obviously you're, I mean, I you're like, still 19 like things can change obviously. yeah you know and and I guess kind of something it's something I'm slowly discovering um, it's through marketing which I'm glad I guess that I'm, I'm finding that now because it's really given me a lot of clarity is is what we kind of talked a little bit on before of I had a struggle finding my purpose for so long. And once I realized marketing was finding, was the first step was finding your purpose. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you grow a business by finding that purpose and how you can help others and expand that. That's when I found out, I'm like, well, my dream customers, like, it's me. Like people trying to find their purpose and who have that business mindset, but just can't get to that next level of, well, I don't, what's my purpose? What am I trying to do? Who's my dream customer? And so I'm like, well, I could use marketing to help other people find their purpose and scale that to help as many people as they can with what they're trying to do. Like Alex asked me, he's like, do you have any good ways to market, market my book? I'm like, Alex, first figure out who are you trying to help with this book? 
And so I had him actually read that section in the book of. Is that just like reverse engineering, essentially? Of like that, if that's kinda, like the yeah. end goal, like again, just me trying it's to like, like, think about it too, because like if that's the end goal of like trying, okay, who are you trying to market that to? Okay, to find find your audience. Okay, I found it. Okay, how am I able to channel the the different methods of marketing, whether it's social media, different ads, whatever it is? Try how can I direct that towards the audience? Yeah, so it's it really comes down to the four four questions of obviously one, who is who is my dream customer. And figuring that out because it's like somebody who there's supplements out there like certain protein supplements and pre-workouts that that people have invented that they've made because other ones they like have they have issues with their bodies that those don't work for them so they create this new one for themselves and then it ends up being a big thing why because well guess what many other people have that same problem with their bodies too and so that becomes the customer, the dream customer. And they realize it like, you're not trying to sell this, let's say it's a pro- different protein that help, you know, that's just easier on your stomach or something, whatever. Um, you're not trying to get that to everybody, market it to everybody, because right. some people don't find a use for it. They're like, well, it's, it's whey protein is cheaper and it works just fine for me. It's yeah. protein, it's protein. Right. That's not who you're trying to market to. You're trying to market to the people who can't take that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I guess, um it came down to and alex asked me and i'm, I'm glad he did because it's actually given me more clarity too yeah. let alone him is who are you trying to help with your book who is your main target audience if you got to say if you got to write down all the characteristics and the mentality of one person who gets to have your book what would that person look like describe it as detailed as you can and then keep that by you. That's who he's going after with his book. Because there's going to be a lot of people just like that. And maybe it's the same person as himself. Sure. I don't know. Right. Um, and then it's, you know, after that, you go on, where are those people congregating? Whether it be on LinkedIn groups, Facebook groups, whatever. And that's when I kind of found out, oh, man, by helping others find their purpose and their their dream customers I can I can help a lot of people through people I'm not one I guess I, I can do that um, is I, that was just cool to me of how many people I could help through yeah. other people by I'm not helping these customers directly I'm helping this business owner or entrepreneur you know, help him find his dream customer and who he's helping. And then he gets to go off and help all these people with the information I gave him in my marketing strategies. But I, in reality now, I just helped all these people by helping this guy. So I'm just mm-hmm. helping people through people. It's kind of what I'd be doing. Right. And that's, that's kind of the next step I've taken in, in finding my passion and what I'm doing it for. Yeah. So I don't know. It's been, it's been cool how, I have I've had zero clarity and it just seems like things are just falling in places slowly and I'm slowly just finding myself and it definitely happens faster when I'm in an environment like this. Yeah, so. it's an accelerator. Yeah, so there's yeah, a few things I want to quick touch on. Um also so what are what are all the things that you're involved in? I feel like there's quite a bit like different side hustles, um, you know, obviously cocktail things like that. Um 
talk about that and then also talk about we'll get to like mentorship okay um and, and touch on that piece too and um but what's like what are all the different things just listing them off like what are those so there's one main thing right now obviously i'm involved in cutco yep. obviously at some point down the road i'd like to have my own marketing firm um, that's one of my ultimate goals mm-hmm. uh, it's not obviously there yet you know, my goal is becoming a becoming an expert in the marketing field um and then on the side, I'm doing what's called link post blogging. So there's a lot of offers that are in that. And really, the main thing is blogging and getting my, my pages up ranked on Google and then getting Google AdSense and things like that. And then uh, there's a lot of there's MLMs built into that, the network marketing. Um, and we just call them offers that have a binary structure is basically what we call them since we're not involved in a direct MLM. Um, and so there's there's those that are included on there. And really when we're blocking, we're we have one page that are that's yep. designated towards finding a customer that just wants a product and then other people who want to start a you know a side hustle. And and then within that too, there's a bunch of affiliate there's affiliate uh, offers in there as well. So there's a lot of pages that I that I write on my blog that are uh, these different items I guess new products that that he brings on and we all get links for and get a write about them and and do whatever and basically any anytime people based on I use free ad sites that I post them to mm-hmm. any traffic that comes to my site through either um, SEO searches Google searches or those ad sites and if anybody reads those pages and buys, I get a percentage of that. So okay. just other ways of marketing that I'm really, I figured this is yeah. something I get to learn about that way. Gotcha. But, Do you ever think like, like what the, the acceleration of what you're currently doing? Do you ever think like, like, wow, like you're pretty young kind of doing all this? Yeah. Um, Do you think it's like, can you go too fast? I look at it both ways. I really try to keep my eye on like, obviously there's, it's like, well, how young can I do this? Like how, one of my motivations is like, how quickly how quickly can I do this? But obviously like, it's just not realistic to get rich quick unless you get really lucky and take a huge risk. Um, but not, I, I, but don't even, I don't even mean money wise. Like I mean mm-hmm. like, the, the things that you're doing, like, I, I would say the large majority of the general population. Oh, of just what I do? Are not, of like, even, like, the smallest things of, like, the, the habits that you're creating. Because I think it's all good. And sometimes I used to have the thinking of, like, the, the things that I do, like, even having a podcast. Like, most people don't have a podcast. Especially, like, at my age, I guess. Now, it's, obviously, it's a very trending thing going on. But, and sometimes I used to have, like... Uh, like I'm pretty like young or like people would tell me that like even when I like show or like even people I, I show at Cutco like I'll lay out my whole like you know life plan of like what I want to do what that looks like timeline wise and they're like holy cow like, you got this seems like you got it all figured out and you're like you know 20 years old like back when I was 20 like I wasn't doing all this and it's just like yeah I just come to the realization that it's like you don't like you don't have to I don't think you have to do certain things by certain ages like that's just completely made up of like the general like of what society thinks 
and that again goes back to outside expectations and opinions yeah i think it's i think you're right on there it's it's completely based on society norms where it's go to college um and half the people don't even know what they're going for so what do they do they go there to drink and party and and do all that and that's just a society societal norm um and what we do at this age is just not normal but what like i'm living with our whole house is college dropouts <laughs> literally alex funk dropped out uh juju yeah i believe dropped out um jared dropped out i think swanee i'm trying to think do if you think he dropped out i think he just didn't go sure you think it was more realizations that came about then yeah i think it was yeah i think that's really what it was is um, we were all with Cutco and we just all realized that that was a better path for us at the moment. I originally thought like, oh, I'm just going to take a year off right now. And then I just, I, for me, it was the realization of there's so many opportunities, like college is not needed to be successful. Obviously, if there's certain things you want to go for that you need college for, I'm not telling you not to go to college, but this was just my realization that um, there was other ways to do it that I could be successful not going and I didn't enjoy college. So that's the path that I took. Um, obviously, if you don't go to college, it's, it takes work to, to become successful. Um, I mean, to become successful in anything, it takes work, I guess. Right. Exactly. There's just... Just choosing the path or the avenue. Yeah, choosing the path you want to take. And I just chose the... I wanted that real-world experience when I got that. And that's the route that I went. But uh, what was, did you have a question? <laughs> no, dude, okay. We're, okay. We're, I mean, we're just talking, we're communicating here. Um, there's like some other things. I just want to kind of like list off like ideas and I just want to hear what you think about it. Okay. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. That format. Um, thinking bigger. One of the biggest things you can do. Uh, big Grant Cardone thing when he says 10x. It's important to have realistic goals in the sense that you, a goal that is big enough to stretch you, but also not so big that you can't break it down and make sense of it on a day-to-day on a day-to-day uh, task. So, all my yearly goals, I can break down to the day, and say these are my daily targets that I need to get done today. And if I continually get these daily targets done. And then I have my monthly targets. I'm like, these, this is what I got to hit on a monthly period. Um, I break that down. And as long as I'm completing those, I'll hit my yearly goals. So it's stretching me. It's like enough to stretch me, but yet it's not so big where I can't break it down into daily tasks. Right. So it's, it's just outside of what you, th- what you think is very comfortable to do, but it's not so outside that's like it seems unattainable, like even no matter how much I do. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing. So when Grant Cardone says 10X, and I think a lot of people take it wrong. This is just what I have gotten out of it. I've done a lot. It, it can get confusing for people. So I've done a lot of in-depth stuff of listening to him and, and what it is. The biggest thing that he says is increments, but increments lead to surges. So all of my goals are really huge and like don't even know the time frame of when I could hit them. Um, like I have fitness goals. I have 
cuckoo, aspects of cuckoo life. goals. Yeah. Um, again, it can be like like one of my goals is to run a, a million dollar cuckoo office. I don't have dates for them. Um, one is I've gotten into calisthenics for fitness, so one is to do, be able to do ten handstand push-ups without the wall. Um, when I could complete that, I don't know. Uh, they're all goals that are that could take a while, and that's that's just having those ten x goals. At first, I was like, "Well, I want to be able to do a handstand push-up," and then I'm like, "No, I want to be able to do ten of them." And that, like that was ten xing the goal, mm-hmm. but my goals don't have time frames. My targets do. So I have yearly targets where I'm like, okay, all of my targets are stretching my stretching myself just a little bit past what I think I can do and then breaking it down to realize that I can do it and then doing that. And then basically what he says happens is like, let's say I had to sell 1K a week to hit my goal for the year for Cutco. Well, if I set the standard at 1K a week, 52 weeks, that's 52K. But if that's my standard, there's going to be weeks I sell an ultimate, weeks I sell a cuckoo kitchen, weeks I sell a signature where I'm selling 3K this week, 4K this week, and all of a sudden I set my standards for 1K a week, but I ended up selling on average 1700 Right. So, uh, so yeah, and, and that's what it's incrementing it. So if I did this this year, okay, how can I stretch myself a little bit more the next year? And just building on those increments you're going to have these spikes, these surges that just came out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, my gosh, where did that come from? Well, that's because your goals are so big. That ultimately comes down to what your vision is and having a big vision. And that's where those surges come, because what you think about is what you become. Right. That's full circle. Yeah, dude, that's uh, the the way I thought about, again, similar, very, very similar thinking of like your vision of like the goals that don't have the dates on them. It's like, you know, this is something big that over the course of time I want to do, want to create, want to accomplish. And then you also have goals. So you have your vision of like, what does that all look like? What does that embody? What, what would it feel like? What are the goals that string me along to get closer to the vision? It's like the vision is a finishing line that you never reach, but you have goals that each one is a checkpoint that you get closer and closer and closer to bring you to. And all through that, like your lessons, your your learnings, everything from that, it's like pulling you forward. And, you know, how do you get boost? How can you create that accelerator? Well, environment's a great way of doing that. Um, 100%. The, the, the things that you are listening to, the things that you're watching, the things, you know, what are you falling asleep to? What are you waking up to? Who are you interacting with? What are the type of con- con- uh, conversations you're trying to have? And they can be accelerators to not only hit your goals, either at a faster rate or a higher rate, a, a bigger goal. You can stack those goals, but also it's bringing you through of like, what is your end goal? What it, Meaning, what is your end purpose, your, your vision of things? How can I string that along? What are the things that I have to do personally to embody? And for a lot of things, that even the, the realizations that I've had is, accomplishing many different goals in all aspects of life to embody the full picture of what I think in the future sense of what I'm able to do. So physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, um, all these different aspects of life. How can I create goals in each avenue, check those off, 
help myself by creating an environment that really helps me not only selfishly get fit, but I'm also benefiting a lot of other people that are surrounding me that either know me or connect and talk with me because I'm able to put myself in a better position that creates opportunities and possibilities that I can then therefore help others as well as they feed off that. And that's where the environment starts. And that, again, strings you along to the end. What is the vision? And you got to create something huge. That seems, it doesn't even seem right. It doesn't even seem like that is possible. But if you're able to at least string that, now even you voicing that or writing it down, putting it into the universe, making it real, now it's like, oh, wow, that's real. Like that, all right, like, shoot, this is no, like, longer just kind of thinking about, yeah, no, no. No, it's, like, real now. And so how can I do these different daily tasks, break it down very, like, minute by minute even? Like, there's so many different ways you can break things down from the, the big overarching bird's eye view goal or the vision of it and the different daily tasks, the different achievements and goals that lead up to that. I really, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a lot to take in too. Um, yeah, looking at a vision, I like when you said should be something that you you don't even believe you could achieve right away. Um, and then just continually, that's why I make it a habit to visualize. Visualize that vision day in, day out. Um, and like for Grant Cardone, like he, he always visioned a jet and a helicopter way before he became nearly successful enough to be able to think that possible. Right. And, and really what it comes down to is, yeah, having that vision and, and not breaking down the vision because what, what happens is you got to think. And now all of a sudden, if you try breaking that division down is you're thinking, okay, what are the goals that I have to set in order to hit that vision? No, the vision is not a goal. The vision is a vision. And that's because it's something that seems unreachable right away. And what will happen with the goals is let's say I set a yearly goal and I break everything down. So I'm like, I got to do this, this, and this, but it's a, a stretched out goal. Um, you then you break it down and let's say, like I talked about those surges, let's say on the seventh month you have a surge. And the one thing I'll say is you never, you never lower your targets, target goal, um, say whatever you want, never lower your targets, you only increase your actions. Yep. Yeah. And, and so if you do that, you're never gonna lower your goal, but you're gonna experience surges. So like, let's say the seventh month you went off on one of those surges that came out of nowhere, you're like, where did that come from? Sure. Well, now you can increase your goal. Right. And that's where, that's where the vision ends up making sense is, it may not make sense when you break it down, but if you stay true to hitting that goal, hitting those goals every year, breaking it down, following through on everything you do, and 10Xing your efforts with everything you do, you're gonna experience those surges. And when you start adding up all those surges that you get throughout the years, that's where that vision comes to be true. Right, and also too, again, it, it kind of brings back to that hell, Elrod um, thing of, again, don't, don't, if you have a goal or a vision, right? And you're on the last day, let's say for like, um, just put it in very simple terms that you can kind of understand. Like if you're trying to sell, you know, a certain amount by a certain time, and you get down to the, you're at your last wire of that time, like it's okay. Like you don't have, don't bring down your goal. It's 
ultimately of who you are, what you're doing, the daily things that you're doing, who you're becoming throughout trying to reach that goal or vision. And if you hit it, that's awesome. If you don't, that's fine because of the, the things you are still progressing in the right direction, in the direction that you wanted to um, become closer in. And also too, on the, the differentiating from the vision to the goal piece is like, I think why the vision piece is very important is because if you just had goals, like if you get, like if your goal, your end goal is to live in this place, have this thing with this person, kind of create that environment. Let's say you get that, you do all of it. Now what? Like now what do you do? Okay, you're gonna have to create more goals. And now you're just on that chase of how can I just create these goals? Rather, if you create a vision, it, it's it's pulling yourself in a way that you know, like maybe it's something so big, like you'll never be able in your lifetime to be able to reach. You don't know if you'll ever hit that. But it's the constant, the curiosity, the the interest, the, the ambition of wanting to create yourself and your body yourself to a certain um, position, you know, in, in all as aspects of life. Um that I think really is, is important to, to not just only have the goals at that point. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Um, oh, okay. So along with that like too, a... fear, I just want to tap on that okay. fear, obviously quite a bit of fear, fear of success, fear of failure. When you think of fear, what, what goes through your mind? First off, I like to say, I don't like the word fearless because I don't believe anybody's fearless. I like the word bravery. Really, it comes down to being courageous and making it a habit. I think we're creatures of habit, so everything we do, um, I guess going back to like meals, um, there's a lot of a lot of meals that I eat that I don't eat for the taste. I literally just, I've learned almost like everything now where I just eat it as long as I know it's good for me. And that's just a habit now to be able to do that. And it's the same thing with fear is you got to confront that fear and almost make it a habit to just be be courageous and be brave and that'll become who you are you're never going to you're never going to be fearless fear is part of who we are and fear is how we grow so i i like to combine those words fear um, there's two paths to fear and it can lead to I mean, there's two paths that can lead. It's like, it really comes down to the, the comfort zone. It can lead to, you know, staying where you're at and growth. So I like to really put those two words together, fear and growth, because you can't, you can't grow without fear. Um, right, it's, ine it's inevitable. It's, can right. you say that word? Inevitable? Inevitable. Inevitable. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what it comes down to is really when we talk about comfort zones and uncomfortable and uncomfortable zo zones, um, breaking out of your comfort zone is overcoming a fear. But then, so then that becomes, I feel like, cause like once you get out of your comfort zone, right? Like it's very scary. It's very like when I first did my first podcast, I was yeah. like scared. Out, like my heart was pounding out of my chest. I'm like, Oh my God. And I'm like, and then you just address it. You ask the question, why you ask the why the question, why enough? you'll come to the true reason of like why do i feel a certain way like for fear like i fear or excuse me i 
with fear, I feel like it's either when you look at when you have something going on and you're fearful for it, it's either because you're excited about it or you're nervous about or like you're like, uh, like this may be scary or daunting. And like they're two of the exact same like patterns in your brain when you have an event that you're like fearful for. Sometimes maybe it's out of excitement or maybe it's not. And you can look at it as like, here's something, if you're fear or you're you know, scared about something, like you can, a little hack is like just looking that, at that event and viewing it as like a challenge or um, a thing to try where there's like, again, there's no bad to it. It's just, it's a challenge, but hit it awesome. So it's like a game. It's a game like to um, aspect about life. Yeah, I really like that. And I like the first thing you said of asking why until you come down to the true reason. I That's something I've I've struggled with a lot too, um, that I honestly should do more is, is truly ask why. Because I come up, I mean, every day I'm, I'm doing something that I, that I don't want to do. Every time I pick up the phone, it's something I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to calling people, there's every single day it's just, and if I don't make calls for a few days, then it's even worse again. So that's when it comes down to the habit of making bravery a habit, making that a uncomfort, you know, when you're growing your comfort zone, really never come complacent either because you're always going to be overcoming fears and because that's how you continually, continually grow. So you're never going to want to sit and stop in your comfort zone because that's how you, you're either growing or either regressing. Yeah. Or regressing. I'm thinking of the word for it. Um, There's never staying the same. It's you're, it's one or the other. And that's where I feel like we constantly got to be. I would argue staying the same is regressing. Yeah. You could say, I like that. Um, and and for me, I guess I just look at it like I constantly need to be overcoming my my growing my comfort zone. And and for a lot of people, that's like, well, the first time I did that, I absolutely hated it. Why would I put myself through that my whole life? Well, it's no different than meals. The first time I started eating super healthy, I hated it. Hated it. Now, now I do it out of habit because we're all creatures of habit. I do it out of habit. I love the way I feel after I do it. It's the same with overcoming fear and growing your comfort zone. Um, The first time sucks because you don't want to face that fear, but it becomes a habit when you do it every day. And it eventually you look forward to how you're going to feel after you do it. So I think everything comes down to habit and breaking, overcoming those fears. It's just a habit you got to make and you're going to learn to enjoy it because of because of the accomplishments that you get from doing it. So beautifully put. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I just want to say uh, we can kind of wrap up here a little bit, but um, I think, too, and I love again, I always like to hear your your perspective on things, because, again, I, we're, we're both young. Right. And so our, our life experiences aren't you know fully there yet but i think of what we do have um it's quite a uh, quite a good uh, bit of substance there um 
I think so all of this, right? I think if you really boil it down and try to simplify everything that we've been talking about, whether it is marketing, trying to better yourself, whatever it may be. I think there's as human beings, I think there's a, a strong desire for even whatever kind of human being you are of wanting to build and create the creation aspect of being a human being wanting to build something, whether it, whether it is like quite literally like building a business or physically building something, um, talking, um, creating a relationship, building the relationship, wanting to grow. What does growth mean? Well, you're just continually um, creating and building different aspects of different um, facets of your life and wanting to create all of that. And there's, again, that a lot of it is con with control financially and you're able to have more choice, different options to then grow and build differently. But I think like the key thing about of life as human beings is why do we do anything? Why do we, again, the, the whole question of why do we do what we do? Whatever that is, but whether it's good, maybe it's terrible decisions that we're doing. Why do we do any of it? I think it's to build and to grow. Like humans are very obsessed. Maybe, maybe I'm completely off, I don't know. But I feel like if you really break it down, simplicity, the simple fact is like humans love to build and create. I absolutely love that. Um, nah, blanking on the word, but the way you put that, awesome. I've never really heard that before, but you saying that it just all made sense. <laughs> um, that that's truly, I think, what it is um, for those that are that are extroverted and have that. Um, they love building relationships. And, and for me, I guess I, yeah, when it talks about business, I've always wanted to build that business. It's just about what it's going to be. And, and you're completely, completely right on that. I've, I've never heard that. And I, <laughs> I absolutely love that. I probably use that down the road. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when it comes down to, to like us not having as much life experience being young, I think what, what we need to do is obviously like we can still have our opinions and and we'll I mean we'll get experience going down the road. Um, I I just don't think I think some people would use that as an excuse like well well I can't say that I haven't been through that well I guess <laughs> I mean there's I I don't know where I was going with that but. Um, that one was hard to explain. I lost my thought on that. But it's okay. Your mental image is draining right now. <laughs> yeah. It's your first podcast. You guys gotta can't go too strong with it. You gotta some marathon. You kinda just gotta keep pushing through. That kinda is. Um But is there anything that I you wanna know. ask I guess, me? Or anything that you're curious not even that you wanna ask me, because I don't have all the answers. I don't know anything. I'm just curious and just wanna ask questions and learn a little little bit. But what's what's on your attention currently or what's what are things that you're curious about? I guess the first thing I was going to say is just like, we may not have a lot of life experiences, yeah. but I think a lot of where we get our information is from successful people. So a lot of what I've said on this podcast is from what I've bits and pieces of what I've learned right. this past year, taking, taking in information from people who are there. So, yeah. um, I think there's a lot of a lot to say about that, and yeah. obviously, experience is something 
you can't learn, but yeah, it's like the uh, I've been told, or I've, so I've been around. So a lot of the the thinkings and things that I've done, actually, why I started this podcast was through um, a person. So Harvey Martin, um, he's been a like really big, like influential person, just because. So I met him through Mass Baseball. He has Mind Strong Project. Um, if you looked it up, you'd probably just based on like the fitness things and like that, wanting to just grow yourself personally. Really cool thing. I can tell you after, but. Um, a lot of the, the different aspects of, about this um, came from him. And uh, wait, what was, what was the thing you were just saying to earlier? I was just, I just blanked on it, what you were just talking about. Just about how a lot of the things that, that I've said, and I'm, I'm probably going to assume, people. yeah, for you as well, yeah. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, a lot of the information I say, like some people would look at it like, well, he's, he's just 19. And it's like right. a, lot, right. a lot of the information that I've just said has, has come from my learnings, I've been through some experience with the with Cutco and things like that, and a lot of adversity that way. But a lot of the things that I've said, as far as success, is just from from taking bits and pieces of what I've liked from people who have done it. Right. I think that's powerful because it's like again, like the the point I was going to make too was with him. He like he's gone through what I've like currently going through like he was a college baseball player and now he has his own business and he's creating that from scratch but it's and to your point of having because again when you're young there's a lot of potential you're filled with potential you can go in a lot of different avenues again both good or bad you just you have the choice to that but if you're wanting to go on a, a good path or a successful path whatever it may be of the path that you think is worthy of going on that path um listening to people who have done what you're curious about or what you're interested in is huge because you're able to have first off it makes you're like oh this is possible makes it real but also someone who's successful who's gone down that path that you're interested in or think you want to go down it also creates a, a map of what how will that look how can i what he now he's telling us or that whoever it is she is telling us now like oh i wish i would have done this when i was younger and now i thought of that like now we're able to just capitalize in each generation from that you're able to go through life you know smarter more efficiently going down different avenues grabbing more you know maybe going down a different path that we didn't know right but we're exposed to it like exposure to a lot of different success that people have been through i think is really powerful yeah and then i think one thing maybe in order to get there a little faster and that's how our world improves is something I took because I've always looked at things and and been like, oh, what did they do that's good that I could use? I watched Undercover Billionaire, the the Grant Cardone one, yep. and blanking on the, the first guy that did it. But um, when Grant Cardone did it, there was... Do you know? Do you know the first, the guy that started it the first the first season? I don't know. Okay, I can't. Yeah, I can't think of his name. But um, Grant Cardone went into it instead of look. He watched the full season one, and instead of looking at the things that oh I can do that I can do that I can do that he looked at found all the things that he would do differently that he didn't like how he handled things. Like that guy started off sleeping in his car and Grant Cardone, one of the first things was, I am not sleeping in my car. He went and found a guy, an RV place. RV and slept in the RV. Slept in the RV. So I guess a lot of things too. And he ended up 90 days, five and a half million dollar business. Did 
way better than the first guy, but he looked at it and said, the reason I did so much better was because he was able to take all of his mistakes and learn from them before going into them. So instead of looking at all the things that are like, oh, that's a good idea, that's a good idea, he's like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I didn't like that. I'm not going to do that. How can I change that before doing it? Yeah. And he looked at all the things that he made a mistake on and, yeah. and grew from that. The yeah. word that comes to my mind is mimicking. Like mimicking what, you know, the successful people do, if that's what you're looking at. For our case, it, I would assume that's kind of like what successful people do. How can we mimic that but also tailor it to ourselves to then have our own path, which may be a little bit better, better in meaning maybe it's a little bit faster, efficient, more productive, whatever it may be, of what they went down themselves. And because like, it's like reading, like, why do you read any like self-help or like, you know, books that people that are successful? Well, their whole life is just put into a book that then you can read through a short period of time that you can now, oh, these are all the different things that he learned throughout his lifetime, experiences that you can't share, but now you're able to have a better, better understanding of what they went through, and now you can apply it to your own life. It brings back to the experiences, too, of where, like, we both have our own experiences, right? You were, you had, we were down in Florida, had a huge, you know, switch, came back to Minnesota, living in a great group of guys now for myself. Went to high school now. I'm currently a sophomore at the University of St. Thomas playing two D one sports, baseball and football. Like we both have our different perspectives. We've gone through our own different life experiences. But we can't we can talk about them and we can have a better understanding, but we can't share experiences. I'll never truly understand what your mindset and what you've gone through and the different thoughts and things that you're trying to like either work through or you know progress through. And likewise with you to me, like you won't have the same thing, but like, for example, like this buy bottle right here, we both see this bottle. We're both looking at two different bottles. These are not the same bottles. You're looking at this buy bottle a certain way. I'm looking at a certain way. We perceive things from a different way. And that's a whole, the, the meta of this whole conversation is that we, we have two different experiences. We're able to have a conversation. And what's awesome about a conversation? Well, you have two different perspectives that have gone through their lives and are confident in the way that they've gone about their life so far if they have become successful. And that's why successful people are really awesome people to talk to and pick their brain about. But it's because they have two different ideas about how the universe and you know their life works. And you're able to see a different perspective. And you're able to expose yourself to different things that you necessarily maybe wouldn't even thought about. But now you have like, oh, like that little like piece that it, they said, it's like, oh, wait, what if I apply that or try that out? So you're able to expose yourself to different pieces of life that then you're able to apply and experiment with and try out, whether it's reading, conversating like this on a podcast, listening to different things. Again, the, the whole thing about environment. I, I love that. And I love how you talked about perspective because I think that's one of the biggest game changers in personal growth. Um, whether that just be, yeah, like, us all perceiving things a different way, but then also in general, how you look at things. I remember, you know, I was coaching a rep for Cutco and I, I met with him not long ago and he had 60, about 60 people to call. And he looked at that as if, oh, if he did 10 demos a week, he only has five to six weeks left. Whereas I'm looking at it like, no, if you have 
60 people to call. You can do 10 demos a week, average five recs on each demo, and grow up, yeah. And gain 60, 60 recs. And that's a week. the different perspective. And that's trying yeah. to, again, almost plant the seed in their head without forcefully they knowing you're trying to plant the seed in them, but then having them come to their own fruition on that. Exactly. And that's and that's exactly it. And then then we come we become what we think about, as you as you probably know. If you would have kept that mindset, you would have ended up with zero recs or zero people left to call. If you go into the mindset of, I have 60 people to call and every week I'm going to get 60 more people, he's never going to run out of people. And some people don't run out of people because they just, you know, they they go in thinking that they're going to get all the way. Yeah. And that's, and it, it ends up becoming like, it may seem cl- cliche to think about that, but it all, the way you speak about things, the way you handle those situations when you perceive those things that way, comes out as a different tone and you just, you translate differently with who you're talking to uh, when you have a different belief and a different perspective on things. And that's, I think, how it ends up coming to be. Yeah. But Being a uh, student of life, observing, being curious enough at least and having the courage to ask different questions and then having the ambition um, to feel that behind that work, but that's awesome. That's we uh, so we've been doing this for 147 here, so um, it doesn't feel like that long. <laughs> no, it, it, it goes oh. quick, it goes quick, but we'll we'll wrap it up here. Um, Coop, I just want to say too, like while we're on here, I just want to voice like, um, this was awesome. Like, I've obviously for me personally, like, there's huge energy now that I'm filled with, that's the problem now. <laughs> I got too much energy and we got to go to bed like in a few hours probably. But um, no, dude, you're, you're a really good dude. The more I talk to you, the more I, I learned to love you a little bit. And um, there's, there's a lot of different aspects um, about yourself that are intertwined with the thinking of, you know, how I go about my life. And I think that's, that's pretty sweet because you don't find that quite often, but when you do, it's something special and you want to hold on to that. Um, so I just want to say thank you you know, first most for your time also as well, um, taking, you know, almost two hours out of your day just for the conversating of this. I know, because time is one of those finite things where you don't get back. And so when someone gives you their time, you know, it's one of those resources that, it's not like money where you just get more. Time is you get a certain amount. So I just want to say thank you on that aspect. But again, also really love just conversing with you and talking about the, the more intentional things um, about life, the, the different ideas, the perspectives we're able to share, concepts we're able to dig into, different, you know, more deeper level of, of thoughts and questioning that really leads to um, a lot of different clarity throughout our lives as humans. We're trying to create more clarity and see, you know, how, what is the best way to go about this? So um, anyway, I just want to say thank you for your time and, you know, also if people listening, um, if you are still listening, it's, that'd be kind of sweet if they went, went through an hour and 50 minutes of this, of us just kind of talking because we don't know about anything, but we just kind of talk like we do. <laughs> but uh, Kubis wants to say thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, and, and thank you for having me on here. As um, many people probably don't know, I haven't talked about this, but I have, I have a dreams list. It's something we all, we all have in our house, and um, this being on a podcast was one of them, and uh, hopefully it only grows from here, but checking yeah. it off the goal, checking to life, checking it <laughs> off. And, and I don't, I don't think many people realize how much, um, 
not only not only how much you learn from having a conversation with somebody else, but just how much to how much more clarity you gain in yourself by just learning more about yourself because you end up talking about things that you never would have even thought of. So, um, yeah, I learned a lot going through this and I appreciate you having me on here. Absolutely. I'll finish it off with a quote that kind of, I, I think embodies everything that we're talking about. Again, we're both pretty curious um, about life. Um, but it's, uh, I heard, again, I heard this one from Harvey and he, this is like, an, I believe like an old Chinese like proverb or whatever, but it's uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. When the student is truly yes. ready, the teacher will disappear. It's all about yes. self-discovery, learning about life, wanting to be curious. That's huge. And going about it with the ambition of working on hard work. So That's a good one. I, I've heard <laughs> that one before, and I love that one. Yeah. That's awesome. So we'll wrap it up here again. Thank you, guys, if you're listening to. Um, again, this is Garden Thoughts um, presented through Anchor. Um, hope you all um, get a couple of different uh, tidbits different uh, golden nuggets that you're able to take from it and uh, hopefully you learn something today. So uh, cheers. Enjoy. I hope you guys are all doing well.